together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of John chapter 17, verse 20 to verse 26. At that time, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and prayed, saying, I do not pray for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me, The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me, may be with me where I am. To behold my glory, which you have given me in your love for me, before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, And I will make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Once again, we are continuing reflecting on the priestly prayer of Jesus. But there is a different nuance into this prayer. And this difference lies in verse 20. I do not pray for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us. Jesus says, I'm praying for my disciples. I'm praying for the twelve. But I'm also praying for those who will come to believe. Now, this is deep. This is powerful. When you analyze it, Jesus is praying for those who have not yet believed, but who will come to believe because of the apostles' preaching. I often say most of us are standing because of the prayers of our mothers, of our fathers, of our uncles, of our aunts, of our grandmothers. We remain standing because they prayed for us and some of them prayed for us even before we were born. You know, in as much as I believe that there exist 
generational curses. There also exist generational blessings. That we are reaping the fruits of the trees we never planted. It was because of the faithfulness of our forefathers and foremothers, of our ancestors, that we now are privileged to have a personal relationship with God. And so this attitude of Jesus towards us surely should be found in us as well. Imagine praying for for your children, but also praying for their children yet unborn. That every time you extend a blessing to them, you also say, may the Lord bless the children you will have. May the Lord send this blessing to the third and fourth generation to be born. We often think of creating and establishing a legacy, an empire for generations to come. Imagine if we did that for our spiritual life. Imagine if we invested and created a spiritual legacy for our families, for generations, for families yet unborn. That when they are born, they are born into this rich legacy of faith of great men and great women who have lived that when they die there's something we can celebrate and cherish. Often at times when I'm doing uh, scriptural exercises or workshops I advise people that if they have their Bibles with them and we are going through some scripture passage, underline, highlight, write a note on the margin, on the verses that touch you. Write a note, a command. Write the date next to it. And with a greater hope that one day, as you go through it, it will help you. But imagine when you are long gone and dead, and your grandchildren inherit your Bible. And they go through it. And they see the verses that touched you. The commands that you made. Imagine when they read it. When they need it the most. Are you aware that you will have created a legacy for them? That they will go back and say, Grandma owned this Bible. This Bible was owned by my great-grand-grandma. And this is what she wrote on such and such a date. This is what touched her on such and such a date. And they may go back to that text and say, What was it that was in this text that touched you? 
And they may too meditate on it. Reflect on it. And hopefully they will also add a comment or two that is reflecting now that which will be needed in the future. Jesus says, I pray that they too may be in us. Yet they are unborn. But I desire for them to be where you and I are, Father. Jesus has beautiful dreams for us. Great wishes. Great desires. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be excited. He wants us to find God. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect us, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Heavenly Father, through your only begotten Son, we ask you to send us the Holy Spirit with the seven gifts, the spirit of wisdom, in order to seek you alone, the one who is our end and destiny the spirit of intelligence, in order to understand well your holy word and will, recognizing the hand of your divine providence in every situation of our life, the spirit of good counsel, in order not to err because of doubts, but to follow certain path, the spirit of fortitude, in order to be faithful in joy and sorrow, firmly resisting temptations, the spirit of knowledge, to be able to tell good from evil and to be committed more and more to our duties, the spirit of piety for our hearts, inflamed with holy love and true piety, to encounter in you the peace that the world cannot give, the spirit of fear of God, so that by always remembering your omnipresence, we may avoid sin and show that we are worthy of your divine assistance. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.